0: Hey everybody, it's movie number seven. Can you guess what it is? If you are following us on Facebook or Instagram, you might have seen some hints already, but if not, let's see if you could figure it out, because we didn't figure it out until episode two. This episode was DM'd by Spiridon. Uh, you may know him as Koufax from the other episodes, and I think he did a pretty good job. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to Reboots and Dragons, the podcast where we play D and D by rebooting movies and then fucking them up. I am your DM, Spiriton, and with me today I have
0: Cody playing Viennor,
1: Bill
2: playing Samson Threadwell, Nick playing Cosmos Glitterbum,
3: Adam playing Threada Gunberg, and Nem playing Keith.
1: All right, so here we go. The city is in chaos. Billowing clouds of acrid black smoke creep across the afternoon sky like gouts of vapor from the maw of some fell dragon. A dark haze drifts obscuring the sun and casting shadows across the streets below. Following a stream of seemingly unrelated, though disastrous events, the terrorist hijacking of public transportation, the rampaging of murderous constructs, the utter decimation of the Weretorque watch, demonic cults hell-bent on the destruction of the material plane, where Torque is on the brink. In the vacuum left from the watch's collapse, powerful fiefdoms of criminal elements take root in the streets and neighborhoods of the city. The city is in need of heroes, but heroes are in short supply. The streets have become a hunting ground. The strong prey on the weak and test their brawn and brutality on their enemies. Only the most hardened or disillusioned continue to wear the badge and protect and serve. But at what cost? As any day could be our hero's last, one question remains... Will they be hunters or prey? Into this world you are thrust, with your own desires, wants, and needs, all driven by different purposes and paths, to a recruitment mixer at a dark and dismal bar in the shadow of the Wer Supermax prison. The tavern is called the Horse Lord's Gur, a local haunt for whatever is left of the Wer Torquay City Watch. From the outside, the Horse Lord's Gur looks uninviting, uncomfortable, and unenjoyable. Soft wooden planks and sandstone pillars make up most of the building's outer structure. It's hard to see through the high windows, but the awkward silence from within can be felt outside. As you enter the tavern through the dirty metal door, you're welcomed by a feeling of discomfort and a horrific scent. The bartender is pouring a drink for a customer who makes no effort to acknowledge your presence. It's as dire inside as it is on the outside rounded wooden beams support the upper floor and the broken fans attached to them the walls are covered in messages once written by loyal customers and now covered in dust worn away and mostly unreadable
4: so we're in we're all in a bar together like essentially it's a mixer it's a mixer yeah okay mm-hmm. do we all do we know each other
1: uh you remember seeing a call to arms for the most ruthless righteous and strong men and women to take back the city from the encroaching gangs of Knowles and Durgar. Uh, and you've been asked to join uh, basically like the new City Watch. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you just walk in. There's some people milling about. You found like there was a flyer. Uh, there's been flyers posted all over the city basically like calling like the roughest, toughest Dudes and gals from all across to like bolster the and swell the ranks of the now decimated City Watch.
2: Can we guess the movie? Yeah, please. Is this Police Academy? No, but I wish it was.
0: Oh, I feel like that's <laughs> been guessed multiple times. It's gonna be Police Academy of
5: one of these times. When it you, is. Yeah, when you started I was kinda of hoping it was demolition, man.
1: <laughs> well, so I mean I've just been thinking about how I can bring you guys all in before the story starts and and since we're playing in were Torque, I wanted to like kind of okay. follow the path.
4: Gotcha, okay.
5: All right, so, uh, so pretty much on the bar <laughs> is about a foot and a half tall fairy. Pretty much very insectoid, pale skin. His hair is like straight up green, iridescent, blue-black with lots of sprinkles all around him and like tight leather, blue-black, like iridescent stuff with dragon wings and... I said, uh, give me give me some nectar now.
1: The bartender looks out over your head completely and is like, he's, he's, he's got like one eye patch and he's got missing teeth and goes, Who's talking?
5: In a flutter of various types of glitter, I put my shotgun on the table and say, Nectar now. And I throw it like coin at him.
1: Okay. Uh goes, right, nectar. And he reaches underneath the bar and takes like a black wineskin that's, like, got basically canker sores all over it and, like, squeezes, like, a drop into, like, a thimble, which is probably, like, a normal-sized cup for you, and just, like, slams it down in front of you and then, like, goes back to talking to the customer, the other customers,
4: yeah. All right, well, I'm I'm too young to drink, so um, (laughs) I'm just off in the corner talking about the uh, impending climate disaster that's about to happen in the next five to hundred years.
1: Are you, who are you talking to?
4: Just a group of people that came for the ragtag. You
1: know,
2: okay, all right. All, while he's doing that, Samson Threadwell is in the crowd, and he's like, wow, well, isn't this is a ray of sunshine? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs>
0: uh, hey, uh, did someone uh, order a bunch of orange chicken and some uh, fried rice? I got a order here for uh, uh, someone named... Uh, Greta? Yes,
4: that, that that's for me.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, uh, here you go. Uh, don't forget to give me five stars. Uh, <laughs> remember, it's uh, bien or your money back.
4: Yes, 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 thank you so much. And I've tossed you a coin, a gold piece.
0: Thank you.
1: What is this thing? So as you, like, walk in and... All this is happening. You see, like a silver-haired, like strong-jawed guy, kind of surveying the crowd. And as you know, you guys kind of all walk in. The door closes behind you. Bienor like gets up and clears his uh, his throat. He goes, "All right, everybody, uh, settle down." I see that we've gathered quite a few uh, of you from our our flyers that we've put up across the city. He goes, "I'm Captain B Pilgrim." Captain
0: uh, Captain B. Pilgrim, uh, I think I got a package for you. Huxley, can you just sign for this real quick? I hand you a package. He like does not touch it, and he just kind of he's like he's like, are you
1: are you gonna stick around for this or not?
0: Uh, sh- sure. I just uh, I just delivering, you know. I work for uh, Sahara, you know, delivering uh, packages.
1: Okay. All right. Great. Uh, why don't you go in the back and and just settle down and listen? All
0: right. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> uh, he goes. I'm uh. uh And then he kind of looks at the package and he opens it. Uh, What's in this package? I don't. uh, I don't look at them. I
0: just uh, deliver them. You know. I uh, I don't know. Whatever.
1: What did you order? Uh, (laughs) So Captain B Pilgrim pulls out like a a little knife, uh, like a switchblade. He 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 comes open. He like opens, looks in, and he goes. (laughs) And then he pulls out a Totoro mug. uh, And he goes, "This will look great on my desk." (laughs) Um, He goes. "Uh, Anyway, I'm uh, Captain B Pilgrim. And this is Deputy Chief Philkor Heeneman. And you see, like, this big orc kind of brooding in the background. And we're here to recruit the best, boldest, baddest, and barbarous among you to fight back against the bastards that are blemishing our beautiful city. Hi. Hi? Hi, all right. Well, uh,. Well, since this is a mixer, uh, everybody should look on the back of their uh, pa- of their flyer, and there's going to be one token for a free drink. And then let's uh, you know get to know each other and see what your skill set is. Ah, you delivered me that beautiful Totoro mug, with that I'm going to put on my desk. Uh,
0: name and skill set. Uh, yeah, my name's Abianor. Uh, I, uh, I I mostly just deliver stuff and give rides, you know, I'm a centaur. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all you can get away with this economy. You just got to take as many gigs as you can. But luckily, you know, this iStone, it's, it's been brilliant, man. It's like I just can't stop getting orders, man. Oh, shoot. I just got another order, man. Uh, yeah, it's, if you want to give me another job, I'll do that, yeah. Uh,
1: what's your, uh, how many hours in a day do you think you got to... uh be a we uh city watchman
0: well i mean as long as i can keep giving my deliveries on time I, I don't see why i can't just do both you know sure
1: sure just sign anywhere on the line
0: oh all right i mean this contract's way less than the one i had to sign with sahara what is sahara well they uh, you know it's they deliver stuff you know you order stuff from them i mean you just literally ordered something and i delivered it to you i don't know how these things work <laughs> i'm
1: an old guy <laughs>
0: Well, then you must have it on uh, one-thought shipping because you must have thought that you needed that. And did your kids set that up on your iStone? stone? Yeah, no, that's what it is. You have the one-thought shipping on there, so you just think about it and it gets delivered to you.
2: They're run by an evil cabal of mind flares. They read run- your thoughts to know exactly what you need before you know what you need.
1: Sounds pretty efficient, actually.
2: I've heard of that. What about you, old-timer? Name and special skills. My name's Samson Threadwell. Private investigator by trade, and spent twenty years in the watch before I was forced out by politics. Well, how would you like a second chance, old timer? Well, I got nothing left to give, but I'll do my best. Whatever you can give is just enough. What about you there?
5: My name is Cosmos Glitterbum, and I bring the boom and I hunt death.
1: You Whoa. hunt. You hunt death. You think you got any room in that trophy room for uh, some gnolls and some dark dwarves?
5: I uh, look down at my like leather thing, and it's just literally covered in trinkets. Like, I think I can make room.
1: All right, uh, sign anywhere on the line.
5: Again, handprint.
4: <laughs> Next. Um, my name is uh, Threda Gunberg. Is that dwarvish? Um, I'm a human. The name, I mean. Oh, uh no, I'm from the north, but uh, it used to be cold until uh the giant guilds that are taking over and polluting the world, making all the all the ice melt, and if we don't stop it, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. But uh. I need something to occupy my time, so I'm willing to help you.
1: Well, there's a good chance you're going to die doing this work, but maybe you can put some good in the world, you creepy gal, and he
2: slaps you on the... Dying's a good way to reduce your carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'll take note of that. Uh, s- I'm, I'm also a ranger.
4: You're also a what? Oh, that was supposed to be that. That was bad. about a ranger. uh ranger. I, I am a ranger by trade.
1: Oh, we need people good at tracking, because we got to do some tracking and some killing. Sign on the line.
3: Here, here. What about you, big guy? Um, I've actually been fighting most of my life. It started when I got lost in the mountains. Um, I actually Hmm. met a whole bunch of giants, and we became friends. Not the same ones I think you're referring to, will Miss, but yeah, that was pretty cool, and I guess I just learned how to, you know, fight and... Fuck. Sorry I dropped my book. I did learn how to fuck. Um, <laughs> you learn how to fuck giants? oh now well, that's a
2: skill you don't see every day.
3: <laughs> well and it's interesting because after the fourth time you become a giant. Oh. It's kinda cool. I'm still trying to get the hang of it, but it's it's pretty cool. Like when I get mad when I'm in a fight, I mean I just go all out and I've broken a few houses.
1: Sounds like a sounds like a good skill set for fighting in the streets. Uh, sign on the line.
3: Sure thing.
2: Anybody else have any questions for me before I tell you why you're all gathered here? Uh, Samson Threadwell's gonna raise his hand. He's gonna say, Well, you look mighty young there, boy. I was in the Watch a long time ago, and I seem to recall the only rule that was important was to remember to kiss the right ass. Well, that's still... (laughs) Old-timer, I see. Uh, well, I'm... I mean, I'm pretty old.
1: uh, Thank you, though. I I do use a regiment for my skin. However, uh, yes, that still is valid today. Uh, And if you look behind me to that enormous orc, he's all about having his ass kicked. Uh, That would be Deputy Chief Philkor Heinemann. He sure is a large slap of beef. (laughs) You could say that again. Well, I'm going to tell you why I gathered you all here. There's a growing evil in the streets of Ware Torque. Two gangs, equally brutal and effective, have cemented their leadership amongst the lesser street gangs and have absorbed most of their competition into these two groups. The first, the Scorpios. A brutal knoll gang. They've cornered the darket on fey Dust. They have no limit to their carnage. Often feasting on the flesh of their down foes, they have secured a large portion of East Wertorque and have killed, corrupted, or beaten into submission all those who dare oppose them in those neighborhoods. Racketeering and protection schemes keep their coffers rich and the populace of those neighborhoods under their disgusting thumbs. Anybody got any problems with Knowles? I hate them. Well, dirty, they, dirty folk, them Knowles. You're right, dog people. A lot of them. The second. The Sons of Ladigr. They are Durgar Berserkers, led by the powerful king, Bruthol Willbreaker, affectionately named King Willy by us. <laughs> well, they've cemented their foothold over West Torque. They specialize in the sale of fellweed and the flesh trade. Theirs is a dark power shrouded in the worship of Ladigr the Exile. Tales of dark sorcery abound, but I think it's horseshit. Wait, when you said Beidoth...
3: What is fey dust? I've never heard of such a thing.
1: Fey dust, they call it crank, smack, jerry, lippy,
3: Zorn. Not ringing any bells.
1: Uh, It's a a dust made from fairies
2: that you snort and it fucks you up. If you find any make sure to send it my way. I'll
3: dispose of it properly. (laughs) It's as you say that I look over at. So I look over at Cosmos kind of uneasily.
5: He is literally covered in clay. It's, like, around
1: him. He goes, well, these two parties have been duking it out for quite some time, but the cost of the watch in the city has been great. The mayor wants us to put an end to this, so he allowed an initiative to have an open call, so to speak. So uh, he goes, I know the mayor wants cutthroats and brutal folks to do his work, but I'm a by-the-books kind of guy, so keep that in mind when you take this job, or you'll be swinging from the gibbet if you step a toe out of line.
3: From the what? A gibbet. Yeah. do you know the ha- what the, is? the
2: hangman's noose? Ah, the old timer knows. Yeah, back t- back in my day, that's how we disposed of all our criminals. Not this fancy, <laughs> schmancy rehabilitation nonsense. I like the cut of your gibbet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is the intro, kind of the coming together of the party. So this was how you guys all met, right? But. Then, over the next six years, you became this oh, like okay. elite. Time skip. That's right. You became this kind of like elite detective unit. You all kind of became hearted and jaded by the crime, fighting the Duragar and the Knolls. They keep on swelling in power. You guys keep on losing numbers, but the watch kind of starts. This whole, it changes its persona, you know, it kind of begins to grow and the the ranks swell once more, but it's full of like badasses, you know, a lot of people who are barely by the books. And as where Torque enters this new age of organized chaos, so to speak, you guys rise up the ranks of the watch department. So act one present day. So footage from gnomish dirigibles ripples across scrying stones and view pools throughout where Torque. A familiar gruff and animated voice spews out words with a hammer-like staccato. The heat wave continues. It's 109 degrees today as drought-ridden Wartorke swelters in agonizing heat. Drug lords wage warfare in the streets. Sounds of violence, carnage, and battle swell as the dirigible focuses its oculus lens closer to the action. You see a bunch of like heavily armored watchmen, kind of behind these barricades of carts, as like explosions from. Farther down the street, where a bunch of hyena kind of skin gnolls are shooting like bombs down the street. You see people exploding, cars are or carts are upturned. There's all these shops with the windows shot out, and the gnolls are like, <laughs> like screaming and shooting indiscriminately with crossbows. There's a caster, there's a caster there, and he's like lobbing fireballs down the road. People are running around in fire, and uh, it's just overall chaos. Two watchmen leaking blood scream with their legs blown off as they're caught in the crossfire. Uh, Knoll gangsters with heavy crossbows and even a ballista mounted on the back of a cart are really giving the uh, wear Torque watch a run for their money. Sorties of heavily armored watchmen assail the barricades the Knolls have created to block off the streets in an attempt to rescue their fallen comrades, but to no avail and guttural screeching and chanting can be heard from the Knoll's position as watch clerics rush around like administering first aid. Uh, the harsh reporting voice continues unabated over the din of combat. Noll and are drug fiends again transform WT into a slaughterhouse. Who the hell's in charge down there? The watch, they're outmanned, outnumbered, and incompetent. Mr. Mayor, on vacation in your home in Lake Darkswell. Get off your butt, get down here and declare martial law. So you guys have been called in to this war zone basically and this armored cart which you are dragging because you're a centaur uh, comes to a halt at the far end of the street as you view the carnage in front of you. Uh, You see two members of your gang task force pinned down behind another cart and they beckon to you. The first is Detective Danathor Danny Archuleta. He's a well-dressed halfling with a really cool pair of dark sunglasses. Uh, and he's a veteran of many a street war, and he really knows the lay of the land. So he's a good person to ask questions to. Uh, and the fiery and competent half-elf powerhouse, Detective Leona Cantrip Cantrell.
0: Meta is the character in the movies named Cantrell? No. Okay, I yeah, added the Cantrell. Okay.
1: Uh, it's Danny Archuleta and Leona Cantrell, but okay. I just wanted to make them kind of... D-N-D-esque? you know, Yeah, you know. It's okay. just more fun. It is. Yeah. And they beckon you guys over as, like, crossbow bolts and firing people screaming. Yeah. Oh, Danny boy. Oh, hey! What's going on there? Not much. What's happening here? Uh, Leona looks at you guys and goes, It's a fucking shit show. Two plainclothes units pulled over a cart. Dumb fucks stumbled right in the middle of a Scorpio safe house. You know, ten Scorpios armed to fuck all. They've got a caster with them and a fucking ballista. They were trying to get into their headquarters when our guys pulled them over. We're keeping them pinned down,
2: but those officers are bleeding to death. Fuck, man, they're dying. Calm down, sweetheart. We'll take care of it. Sweetheart? You know I'm fucking with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Danny screams over his shoulder to a human watchman, Where the hell are special weapons? And the human replies... They're still tied up in that skirmish in Cords Hollow with the Durgar. They fucking shut down a dirigible, man! What do you guys do?
4: Um, meta, so sh- do you guys want to go and get the special weapons unit?
2: Uh, meta, I want to randomly fire some crossbow bolts into the, into the uh, knolls just to see what happens.
0: Perception-wise, like, how many... People are out there. It's just like way Dude, too it many. it is
1: bedlam. Basically, you are at two opposite ends of the street, right? Mm. You have a bunch of overturned carts that are on fire. They're well, like, so- I'm gonna sm-
0: like numbers. Is this something like, if we just jump into, are we going to help or, I mean, is this?
1: There are two guys bleeding out. Two watchmen bleeding out that need your help. They're trying to get these guys, and they're outside of their headquarters. All right. The Scorpios are outside of their headquarters, but they're fighting. The watch, the watch basically, like, stumbled upon them outside of one of their safe houses, and then the Scorpios just, like, started blowing shit up and fucking with them. are they
2: barricaded in the house? No, they're,
1: like, they've, like, basically got, like, a barricade of carts in front of the entryway to a building.
2: We can assume that they, since that's their safe house, there's probably people in the safe house? Potentially. Yep. Okay, can I do a perception check to see? Sure, go ahead and roll. All right.
1: Yes, first roll of the game.
2: Is the safe house bias?
1: You're about 150 feet from them, yeah. Okay, I think we should, yeah.
2: That's a 14?
1: Yeah, so you see like dark shapes behind the the windows moving around. You can't really tell what's going on, but you see one knoll running in and out and getting like fresh weapons. He's got stuff under his arm and they're all hyped up. They're like, <laughs> you know, like laughing. And just like their, their eyes are wide, they're chanting. One of them has just reached into a pouch around his neck and pulled out this greenish-whitish dust and just, like, taken a big snort and then run up to this huge cart that's covered with a tarp and pulled off the top, and there's an enormous ballista on the top of the cart.
4: Okay, I want to um, do two things. I want to try to take a shot at that guy. You said 150 feet? Yeah, yeah. So I have a, a heavy crossbow that I can hit at that distance. Sweet. So I want to take a shot at him, and then after that... I'd like to start stealthing up. I got a really good stealth. I want to start stealthing up to the, the officers. Okay. If I can.
5: Yeah.
1: Just so that you guys know the layout for this encounter. We've got one, two, three, four, five guys that you can see on the street. One guy, there's like a caster, and he's the guy running for the ballista. The other dudes are like just various sized gnolls. I uh, know you got one guy running in and out of the building, trying to, um, like, bringing back supplies.
5: I say, Danny, Leona, you get these guys out of here. Let's go bring some chaos. And I turn invisible, and I headed straight to where that ballista is. How far are the police officers that are They're halfway
1: between you guys, and, like, they got caught in the crossfire. 150 feet. Yeah. yeah. No, it's police 150 officers, to the... Yeah.
0: 150 feet total. Oh,
1: okay.
2: So, so they're in yeah. That's what I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. I'll just use my bonus action to unhitch uh, Bendor from
3: the Oh, that okay, feels so good. Let's... Can you
0: scratch where the harness <laughs> used to be? That is. Oh, that is. Whoa! You whoa, got it, champ, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
3: you. Um, awesome. Whoa.
1: So let's just get an order of what we want to do. So you've uh, so be- sorry, Glitterbum. bum, uh, Cosmos has turned invisible, right? Uh, we've got Greta, who's attempting to shoot at the knoll that's running towards the ballista. yeah. And anybody else want to say what I, they're going to w- do?
0: I want to do stuff. Okay, go for it. I'm going to go 40 feet towards the people on the ground. I know that's not there yet. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to cast Minor Illusion in front of me to make it look like there's like a cart, an overturned cart in front of the of where I'm standing.
1: Okay, excellent. So we're going to do that in order.
2: So okay. first... Oh, real quick, I yes, one more uh, what is the construction of the building? Is it stone or is it timber? They're all stone. They are high fantasy skyscrapers. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. this is.
1: I would say this is a five-story factory-looking
2: building. Buildings next to it, are there gangways or alleys in between them? Uh,
1: there is an alley in between the building next to it mm. and where the guys are running in and out of. Okay. Yeah. So, Thredda, you go first and go ahead and aim at the dude on the ballista.
4: Okay. And then I'm, I'm assuming, Bill, you might want to stealth. Yeah, I'll do So, that. so I, I, basically, this is stealth. like a
1: bonus round because yeah. they're engaged like it's chaos. I'm going to let you guys do one round and then we're going to see what happens.
4: Okay. So, I'm, I'll end up stealthing with him, but right now I'll just take a shot. Okay. And I get uh, advantage. Awesome. 23. Hit. That is a seven. All right.
1: So, a bolt. <laughs>
0: nice. A
1: bolt shoots out, and as the knoll uh, is running towards to get the ballista, it gets hit in the shoulder, like spins and kind of falls out of view down behind the cart where the ballista is. Uh, next, you turn invisible, Cosmos.
5: Yeah, I want to go up to the ballista and use my tinker. Can you move 150 feet? I can move, I can fly 30 at a time. So okay. I'm like working my way to the ballista to sabotage me.
1: Okay, sweet. All right. So you're you're basically, would you say you're going down the middle of the street or along like the side, like using cover? How would you approach that?
5: I'm an invisible, tiny little creature mm-hmm. flying 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> okay, excellent.
1: Yeah. All right. Next, we had Bienor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, you know, you said you wanted to run up to the.
0: The guys? Yeah, I'm too far away to do anything yet, so I just put a minor illusion of for something to hide behind. Mm-hmm. So I'm just putting like there's an overturned cart and I'm kind of hiding behind the overturned fake cart. Okay, the second you run up and you put
1: that cart there, mm-hmm. you draw the ire of the entire pack of gnolls. Okay, just keep that in mind. So you've run how many feet? 40 feet. 40 feet, okay. So, what's 150 divided by 2?
4: 75.
1: 75. Thank you. I'm not good at math. Sweet. So, you've cast the spell in front of them, but they're now like focusing on where those two guys are, but you're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. You have another 35 feet to go, right? Yep. Okay. Excellent. Anybody else want to do something during this? Um,
2: yes. Can we just assume I dash that way? for so yeah. like 60 feet. Sure. All right. Uh, I'm following along with uh, Threta. Okay. Also stealthed. And I'm going to use my bonus action to. Use insightful fighting on the caster.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, that's, I gain the ability to decipher an opponent's tactics and develop a counter to them. I can make a Wisdom check against the creature's Deception check. And mm-hmm. if I succeed, I can use Sneak Attack against him, even if I don't have advantage on the attack roll. Oh, interesting. So Deception
1: would be what, Charisma?
2: Charisma. Okay, go for it. It's 24. So these guys
1: are all hopped up on dust, and he has a low Charisma. So you can kind of interpret their
2: tactics... I've seen lots of meth heads in my day. <laughs> <laughs> know exactly which way he'll twitch. That's right.
1: <laughs> so you know that because they're gnolls, they have pack tactics, and so they fight better as a unit. The caster, he's got some, some tricks up his sleeve that you haven't seen before. He looks like he might be the leader and therefore kind of direct the flow of combat for the rest of the pack, and that's all you're going to get. And then finally, Keith. Would you like to do anything this, uh, this surprise round, essentially?
3: Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to turn to Danny.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, Danny, you asked what my secret was to turn into a... Dri- Danny?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm right here. Oh, hey,
3: yeah. Um, look, remember earlier when you asked what my secret was?
1: Uh, no, but oh. go ahead, man.
3: Oh, well, I was going to say my secret is that I'm always angry, so now I can thumb... All right, well, whatever, and then I just dash. <laughs> um, so as I'm running, I'm, I'm going to use giant might. Oh and, shit! And I become large, and have advantage to strength mm-hmm. in general, and I do more damage.
1: Okay, awesome. You
5: look real cool.
1: Now that everybody did that, let's you guys all roll uh, for initiative, please.
5: So we pretty much accidentally made the Avengers. Thing. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. That's kind of what I was going
0: to. All
1: right, sweet. So Bienor, go for it.
0: All right, dude. Uh, it's gonna go up that extra 35 feet, and I'm going to use my can trip, spare the dying, so that guy's not dying anymore. There's two of them. Well, I know, but I can only do it one. Okay. So. <laughs> so
2: to so
1: gonna...
0: cast it on his favorite guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you got one guy missing two legs and one guy missing two arms. Who do you want to cast it on?
0: Uh, but the guy who's still got his arms, I feel like. Uh, okay. I, I could just.
5: Legs hot uh, As ashes. a bonus
0: actually, can I throw him on my back? Sure. It's like I yeah, so I spare the dying mm-hmm. and grab him and throw him up on my back and like, come on, Steve, we're gonna get out of here. Oh, Bianor! Thanks again for the ride the other day, man. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks for the five stars. <laughs> awesome. <Jeez. laughs>
1: so that's Bianor's turn. Samson, you're up. You need to do a cell um, check. Just
2: retcon. Sure. Yeah. 17.
1: Just just as a quick
2: aside, could you just describe Samson to me, like, what he looks like? Samson's kind of, by gnomish standards, he looks a little older, a little tired. You know, he's got a little bit of a middle-aged paunch going on. Uh-huh. Uh, he wears a wide-brimmed hat uh, that he keeps pulled askew, so it kind of covers one half of his face in the shadow. He's a smoker. He has that 1,000-yard stare that tells you he's seen some shit in his day. Nice.
1: Okay, awesome. Sorry, I just wanted to to know what he looked Mm -hmm. like. Okay, awesome. So you successfully have stealthed.
2: Okay. All right. Samson's going to continue to kind of creep along. Is there any kind of cover nearby?
1: Yes. There are overturned carts immediately in front of you. There are a bunch of, like, storefronts that have been blown out with, like, civilians hiding in front of them. There is a hand wash, like clothing hand wash place with a bunch of, you know, female um, halflings kind of like with their hair a tussle, like peering out of the window. There is a small butcher's shop up the road. So there's basically two storefronts and then like a, a cross street and then the building.
2: Okay, I'm going to use eye for detail. Uh, I'll use my bonus action to make a wisdom perception check okay. to uh, see if there's a hidden threat inside the hand wash place. Okay. Uh, that's a 23.
1: So you, there's no hidden threat inside the hand wash place, but you get a really spooky feeling that somebody is watching.
2: From uh, any direction I can tell, you or can't no? can't
1: tell. You just the, the the salty old hairs on the back of your neck are standing up, and somebody is scoping this whole scene out, and it does not feel good.
2: All right, so I'm just gonna whisper to Threta, who's still nearby. Something's <laughs> rotten in the state of Denmark, kid. Grab some cover, and then I'm gonna duck inside the blown-out storefront of the hand wash place, still stealthed, and I'll take a I'll take a pot shot uh, at. Uh, the caster with my short bow.
1: The caster is in full cover because he got knocked over.
2: Oh. But there's a bunch
1: of other dudes around.
2: Yeah, sure. Just a, the the stupidest looking gnoll <laughs> available. Okay.
1: okay, there is one really stupid looking one that's like running back and forth. He's like, you know, he's the one that they kind of gave the job to because he couldn't do much of anything else.
2: Alright, uh, as Samson kind of draws a bead on the derpiest looking gnoll available and you know, he sticks his tongue out the corner of his mouth and closes one eye and he's like, Oh, yeah, that's my bitch. And, he's, <laughs> and then he's going to let loose his arrow. Okay. Twelve.
1: Um, the derpy-looking knoll just, like, gets behind a cart as the arrow thwacks into the side of it, and you just miss. Nice. And, it's, and he peeks up, and, he's, and he goes, <laughs> and then he, like, runs back up into the, uh, the building, carrying stuff. All right, that was Samson's turn. So the knoll that is that was knocked down gets up, and he like ululates and yells something at the the rest of them, and they all kind of focus in like they like hunker down and start concentrating their fire and he is going to use sudden rush and sprint full speed right at where Nor is oh it'll sticks. and that's his he can run rush 60 feet so he's not quite to you but like mad Fade dust fueled rush like straight berserker cool uh, next, the other one, I'm sorry, that was not the I apologize, that wasn't the, the head of them, but that was like one of his like commandants. The caster gets up and uh, he sees where the bolt came from, which was like where your previous position is. and he is going to reach into his pouch and pull out this device. It looks like a cylindrical kind of like pressurized tube and he loads something into it. And he is going to shoot at where you are, Greta. And uh, you need to make a dexterity saving throw. Please. Oh, sorry, Threta. Dang it! Keep on doing that.
4: Okay. Right. Yeah, that's right. So, um, just as a quick little recon, just so you know, and I told these guys before you came, so there was no cheating. My favorite enemy is humanoids. Okay. Knowles are humanoids. I look. I just googled it right Great. now. So I get advantage on this. Okay. <laughs> that is a 24.
1: Okay. Uh, you're going to take uh, half damage. This, this like, this, basically this grenade flies down the street and just blows. Actually, are you near her?
2: No, I ducked okay. inside the building. All right. no, gonna...
1: Yeah, it just blows like a crater into the street, so uh, half of 18, please. Sweet. And then he, with his second action, is going to reach behind him and he's going to pull out and since now I know that you have guns, uh, he's going to pull out a machine gun. And he's going to aim indiscriminately, so it's disadvantage, but he's going to do, like, a spray. So I would like everybody to make a dexterity saving throw, please.
2: Do I not have cover inside the building? You do. Okay. Yeah. Do I get advantage on this? Well,
1: yeah, you have advantage because you're invisible. <laughs> this is just, like, indiscriminate fire. It's AoE.
4: Eleven. Sixteen.
1: Okay. Oh, bet. sorry, six. Six? Okay. Um, sweet. You guys are fine. You're going to take seven damage. And he's just like laughing maniacally. High <laughs> bitched, you know, with his eyes like rolling back. Um, sweet. Okay. Next is Cosmos.
5: Uh, how far? I'm still a little bit away from the ballista. Yeah. I'm, I want to fucking use that ballista instead send it worst thing.
1: Okay, sounds so I'm good. Just
5: heading, I'm heading straight to So you that
1: went, well, what's, you dashed, which was how far? 60.
5: I can do 60 at a time. So, so can you can do, do another 60.
1: 60. So that would, you know, bring you within 30 feet of it, like for your next turn. Okay, yeah. so you're almost there and you're still invisible. Do you leave like a ethereal trail of like.
5: It's glitter. Glitter? It's glitter just everywhere. Drop-ish. There's fantasy cocaine. Yeah, right there. there's just <laughs> like, it, I'm invisible, but it, it's, there's definitely glitter everywhere. I can't get rid of that.
1: Awesome. Okay, cool. Sweet. Next is thread out.
4: Okay, and noticing all the glitter you're leaving, I'm going to have a conversation with you about that because it's bad for the oceans.
5: Um, <laughs> uh, actually, it's organic, so...
4: Ooh. Uh,
5: okay, well, uh, you can correct me
4: Inspiration later. point. Bam. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to dust myself off. How dare you? And then stealth. I'm going to stealth up... Um, Stealth up to um, where Bill is. I'm sorry, where uh, Samson.
1: Samson is.
4: And I had a 12 to stealth
1: up. Yeah, I mean these guys are like coked out of their minds. They're they're like the stealth checks. Are, there's just so much happening. Like you can, if you're trying to sneak around, you can sneak around. Maybe, like with a 12, that's fine.
4: Yeah Okay. And then um, can I do um, since their favorite enemies is there? Anything that I can... Uh, any additional information that you haven't already shared that I can glean from them?
1: mean, From other their
4: th- tactics, from... You know, I can tell that, okay, the sorcerer seems to be... Uh, other caster seems to be the, the, the head of the group. Are there... Is there anything else that I can really notice that's...
1: No, um, there's not much.
4: Okay, it's yeah. just an all-out...
1: There's right? just... It's just a, it's a street war.
4: Yeah, okay. So I'm in the um, butcher shop, Bill, or... He's in the... Samson? The hand wash place. The yeah. hand wash place, Okay.
1: After Threda is another knoll. Oh, it's the derpy one. He just runs up into the building. Okay? Then it's Keith.
3: All right. So I started dashing last time. Mm -hmm. I have a 30-foot base speed. Okay. So I don't know how close I am, but I'm assuming now I'll be close enough to be able to just rush up as a giant... And I have my sword and shield.
1: So you ran... You you dashed 30 feet, right? Well, if I dash, it's
3: 60. Yes, okay, so... Right. so you, total
1: 120. Yeah, so your total is 120. You're just, uh, like, outside of... Like, it's 150, so you have one more turn to get Oh, there.
3: I thought halfway... You're going to oh, oh,
1: you're going halfway to the...
3: I thought the people were halfway, just the, and the 150 two cops. was the... Yeah, just two oh, cops. Oh, the two cops are yeah, there. Yeah, they're, there, they're, the they're 150, uh, yeah. Is there anything...
1: Actually, no. There is one knoll that rushed. You can meet that okay. one knoll halfway. Okay. That's right.
3: All right, so I'm just gonna fully charge, okay. screaming as I go. I have my sword and shield, which also grew as did my armor. Amazing. Um,
1: so how big are you?
3: I'm large. So let's say
1: large wow, in charge.
3: Fifteen feet. <laughs> awesome. I don't know what the actual classifications are, but let's say a good fifteen, 15 feet 15, tall, sixty. You're a big dude. It was massive, like double height. I'm yeah. like six five-ish, so and some. Wow. Um,
1: Okay, awesome. Let's
3: go. Oh, And I swing back my sword, slav my shield, and I go to, like, swipe at that null. It's awesome. Fucking crush. I mean, I, I get plus six, so that's a 12.
1: Uh, yeah. you miss. Okay. So, so you, you come through, and, like, just at the last moment, you, with that overhand strike, because this dude is just jacked up on fairy meth, he, like, hops out of the way and, like, cackles. Right. Uh, awesome. Uh, sweet. So it's the last two gnolls. The one runs towards the ballista and he's gonna use his turn to mount it. And then, so basically imagine there's like three different types of gnolls. There's like derpy ones that are, look really weak and like kind of do the the manual labor. There's like berserker ones that are kind of like foot soldiers and then there's like a leader, okay? So there's only one leader, but there's a few berserkers. Those are the ones that like dashed up. So this is, it. so the last two are one, one berserker. And one derpy one. So one of the derpy ones is just going to brandish a spear at you guys since you're, you know, the middle of the combat, and he's just going to throw it at you. At you um, guys? Like, he's going to throw it at you or, or you, like, just aim at one of you. I'm going to say Keith. Okay. he's going to aim at Keith. Thank you. I was pointing. So he is going to uh, make a ranged attack. It's 20 feet, but he has disadvantage So because it's over that. Uh, 17? Nope. Wow, so he misses. That is his turn. And then the other one that's kind of a berserker, he takes like a big hit of Fade Dust and just sprints uh, halfway to where you are, and that's his turn. Okay? Keep. Yeah, Keith. Keep on doing that. Sorry. Alright, top of the order. Samson. Or Bianor, sorry.
0: Alright, so there was one r- Russian straight for
1: me. There's two now the berserkers in front of it
0: rushing towards me.
1: So yeah, they're like right? in your general vicinity, yeah. And you have, don't forget, you have one police officer with no legs named Steve on your back.
0: But functional arms. Oh, believe me, I know this. Um, <laughs> I, I still want to save the other. How far is the other?
1: They're right at your feet. Okay. Like, you could bonus action throw
4: them on your back.
0: All right, well, cool. I am then, who, uh, are both of the guys coming towards me about the same distance? Mm-hmm. Or yeah.
4: Is the move crank?
3: Nope. Is it Mad Max Fury or? Nope. Good game. Is this-
0: well, I, got, I guess I'm just going to go after the one and pulling this one out of retirement from before uh, Reboots and Dragons. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what we got to do here, this is Dissonant Whispers. Oh, you
1: took a level in Bard?
0: I got. I am a level cler- a cleric, a level monk, and a level Bard. <laughs>
1: <gasps> you truly, It truly is a gig economy. Yes, mm-hmm. it is a gig
0: economy. So, uh, yeah, you have to roll a wisdom saving throw of, gotta be a 13. Not a big saving throw. 19. Yeah, I figured as much. Oh, that was very well, lucky. I'm, I'm I'm still a bard, so I'm just like, this little miss, little miss, can't be wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow, you really set that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just, I grabbed the other guy, he's still unconscious. Throw What's his a, name? Uh, Thomas. Okay. It's like, Thomas, I'll wake you up later. We gotta go. And I fucking... Run forty feet the other way. Awesome. Uh, uh, try to get back to the people who were we originally talking to back at the carts.
1: As you do that, like Leona and Danny are like cheering you on, and the rest of the the like beleaguered watch are like, "Bien or bien or," and they're like super stoked. Oh shit! Is this movie SWAT? No, it's not. <laughs>
2: uh, Next is Samson. Samson's gonna put his hand on uh, thread his shoulder and say, "You all right, kid? I thought your goose was cooked." I just uh,
4: I took a little damage, but I'm okay. I'll be all right.
2: Whatever you say. And then he's going to lean out the uh, window. and pop out. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take another shot at that derpy one because he's real mad he missed the first time. <laughs> okay. I'll get you this time. Does a derpy uh, one right
0: inside. There's two derps. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, 14
1: 15 hide armor. Again, just for the sheer sake of the loping, derpy kind of run, it, like, clips its ear, and he kind of howls and, like, ducks his head back down. My hands are shaking. I need a drink. (laughs) After, so, then the caster barks something at the derpy ones, and they kind of just hunker down, and, uh... He is going to, um, once more, load up his fantasy rocket launcher yeah. and um, shoot at the uh, laundromat, the hand wash oh, place okay. where you are. So go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw, whoever's in there.
2: Wait, would you describe this as a magical effects? Um, no, are not technically.
1: No, not technically. Oh, okay. 15 to a bit.
2: 20. Oh, well, I got a 16, so okay, Thank so God. you guys are all gonna take
1: half damage. Okay. Fifteen?
2: So half of 15?
1: No, fifteen damage. Yeah. Oh, I'm
0: dead. Oh, what?
2: Yeah, I'm down, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Negative one now. And I'm down to twelve.
1: So the fireball just hits the side of the building and you see those like 1980s movie effects where the explosion comes from the inside out versus the way it normally would and like the windows. Yeah, the windows just explode um, the halfling women are like burnt to a crisp and die and um, that boss is like cackling and like you know kind of uh, sand people style like, shaking, shaking the, uh, the, his, his, his gun over his head while the rest of the gnolls scream along oh the humanity alright next the derpy one derpy one number one is, is hunkering down Cosmos you are up
5: uh, all right, so I want to get to the ballista. You're there. All right, I either want to do one or two things. Go for it. I want it to either backfire to the guy when he shoots it. Okay. Or I want it to like when he like shoots it like set it up with a tripwire where it goes straight to the other dude. Okay. <laughs> the main bad guy.
1: So the second one is,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna work. I would say like I have <laughs> a
5: hundred foot of uh, fishing line. Yeah? And tinkerer's tools, and I'm real tricksy.
1: <laughs> you wanna, Hold on, hold on. Yes. Let me understand this.
5: <laughs> roll will, for trickiness. I was going to
1: say, I will let you literally roll, but it's going to have to be very high to try to attach fishing wire to a ballista bolt to make it swing back around to hit a specific person, or I will just let you tinker to backfire, which will be a
5: less. I do have roll. a plus six to slide a hand. It
2: takes a lot of fantasy engineering to yeah. make a fantasy um, toll yeah. missile okay. yeah. fishing line. Yeah. Okay, then I'll, I, I would just, say
1: like catastrophic destruction of the ballista might be your best bet. Okay, I wanted I don't want to rain you. Yeah, okay,
5: so all right, well then I'll just make it ex- like pretty much explode on the dude when he goes to shoot okay, it. Okay,
1: please roll. Um, so what that would be for Tinker's Tools? I'm assuming I what that's a, like.
5: I got proficiency plus like
1: Okay, fair enough. Oh, still plus. Okay, sweet. Six, Nineteen.
5: Nineteen.
1: Okay, you successfully booby trap the ballista. Cool.
5: Is All that right. my whole action? Yes. All right. So yeah, I can't move anything. I'm just invisible somewhere near the ballista. Though. All
1: right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Threda.
5: Oh, can I get on my little walkie? Like, uh, let him shoot the, let him shoot the ballista. You have um, your eye stone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My <laughs> eye stone. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Threda, you are
4: death saving throw. Death
1: saving throw. I'm Just one short. Yikes.
5: You don't add anything to it? You don't yeah. get, like, a con or anything? Nope. Mm-hmm. It's just straight 20.
1: Okay. Um. Knoll number three, which is the one that ran up to where Vianor and Keith are, is going to attempt to bite Keith. Okay? 21 to bite? Yeah. Three damage. Uh. And it, like, just attaches to your leg like a... Like, I'm assuming, like, a small dog. Because you're huge. All right. And, Keith, your turn.
3: All right. Take um,
2: him. Double no bites. I want human bites.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you brush your teeth going off. to get infected. So I can't do anything just on my own to stabilize a person without being a healer. Right? You can you do medicine. Yeah, you can do medicine.
1: Kit. Yeah, you can do, like... You can stabilize. do, a, a, like, a medicine check.
3: Okay. Well, then I'm just going to just try to fuck up the guy that bit my foot. Okay. Get over here. You. Uh. Give me 15. Hits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 15 damage.
1: Wow. You almost one-shot this guy.
3: That's so funny now, huh? Uh,
1: I feel like because you're big, you, like, come down on him when he's on your leg, and you, like, cut an arm off and just, like, knock him prone.
3: Yeah, so I imagine I sort of have the blade pointing down, and I'm just trying to, like, Shish yeah. kebab him, you know? Yeah, like yeah. a child trying to smash an ant.
1: Yeah, and as exactly. you're doing that, like, the second you stab him, like, he just starts, like, laughing even though he's in pain because they're just high as fuck, you know? Sweet. Okay, uh, Keith, that was your turn. The derpy one is going to run to the ballista.
5: <laughs> well, I thought you already said there was one already mounted. The guy already mounted. It.
1: No, no, no. He got shot when he was running on his way in the shoulder by thredda Yeah, he was the, the guy who has the rocket launcher. He was right oh, there. Okay. So the derpy one's like, Oh, hey! gotta do something! And he runs up to the ballista, and on the load, I'm just gonna roll the damage that the ballista would normally do, I'm just gonna do area effect to all the gnolls behind the barricade. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So it does does an area effect of 28 damage. Um, So let's just do this. It completely incapacitates the it's it one shots the knoll like just disintegrates it like I imagine all like atomic bomb style like white flash yeah all his everything just just a skeleton is left it blows up the the barricade
5: Let's would you say there comes the boom <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I got the whole day
5: I just <laughs>
1: so just for you to know every single one of the other knolls except for the boss only had 22.
5: Oh, I just damage. murdered half this fucking party, so guys. You
1: murder everybody. The leader is going to retreat into the building, and combat is over for all of them except for the two that are near you guys. But once they see their boss retreating, whoever is near them, which would be you, you get attack of opportunity on both of them. So one has seven hit points, and the other one has 22. Just keep that in mind. And it's fifteen, uh, fifteen AC for one, fourteen for the other.
3: Okay, so I get advantage, and I have a plus six to attack. Okay. So, should hit one. The odds are. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled a double five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, guys, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> we spoke into it into existence. <laughs> I just watched you know that. Hey now, <laughs> get your game on, go play.
1: So. <laughs> They um, are going to retreat. I will say they're going to run by you as they're retreating because you're closest to the entry point, Cosmos.
5: Uh, yeah, dude, I'm going to shotgun one in the back.
1: Okay, go for it.
5: This will put a little glitter in your bum. <laughs> 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 uh, do I get advantage? Is that advantage? No, uh,
1: no it's okay. just an attack of opportunity.
5: Uh, that's a 12. Uh, you miss. I'm no longer invisible.
1: Yeah. So out of nowhere, as they're running by, <laughs> this fairy with a huge shaka just unloads a shot at them. And now you have three gnolls escaping into the building, and combat is... Obvious.
5: Technically, it's a 14. It has okay. A plus 8.
1: Bad. My bad. One of them you hit. What's the damage? Uh,
5: D10. D10 plus 6? Yeah. That was a... Yeah, I get a plus 2 Hopefully for Hopefully you don't roll a 1. Damage. Uh, or oh, one or a two. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's uh, nine plus six, so 15.
1: So the last derpy one kind of like yelps. He thinks he's in the clear, and he just blows his guts through his back onto the far side wall. So two have escaped into the interior. You also know that you saw some shadows in the windows, and Danny is going to run up, and he's going to administer a shot of adrenaline to Threda, and she's gonna get back up onto her feet because <gasps> I can do that. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Danny's gonna be like, The captain said we gotta wait for backup. We shouldn't go up into that building alone. Next time on Reboots and Dragons, we're gonna see if the party decides to wait for backup or chase those mongrel dog people to their death. Stay tuned, folks.
0: Thank you for listening to Reboots and Dragons. And thank you, Spiriton, for guest DMing. Please come back next week and you'll find out what movie it is if you don't already know. I know I was a little embarrassed that I didn't get it right away. Music is still done by Brian. Reboots and Dragons, a Something Street Studio production.